0: This podcast is brought to you by GG Poker. GG Poker won huge tournaments and hold the Guinness World Record for the largest prize pool for an online poker tournament. As the world's biggest online poker room, GG Poker are making poker fun again. GG Poker offers exciting game formats and software features that aren't available anywhere else. So why play anywhere else? Plus, if you're new to GG Poker, get £60 free play when you make your first deposit of £10 or more. Players must be 18 plus. Full terms and conditions apply. Please see ggpoker.co.uk for details. begambleaware.org Please play responsibly. To a Celtic state of mind. I'm Paul John Dykes, and on this Monday afternoon, I'm delighted to be joined by Amy Canavan and Tony Haggerty. Uh, we're going to be talking about the weekend that we've just witnessed as Celtic supporters and the week ahead, the big game against Hearts obviously coming up. But we will have a depleted squad, and I'm going to ask yourself first, Amy. You know, um, how surprising is that really when we've been going on all season about the protection of Celtic players from that very first game when Halliday went in high on McGregor. We started pinpointing every single time that that happened and it was going unpunished. And here we are moving into the month of February, going into a, a very tough run of games and we're going to be without uh, probably our most influential player, our leader in Callum McGregor, due to the fact that the, these roughhouse tactics, as, I, as I've called them today, um, have never been challenged. They've never been challenged by us as a club. Um, and we want we need to talk about it because we need to talk about how to resolve this. Uh, but first and foremost, how surprised or were you surprised at the tactics tactics deployed by Barry Ferguson's Alloa on Saturday night?
4: Not a single bit. Um, and I'm a surprise that we're going into this Hearts game on Wednesday or as you see this string of uh, string of games, sorry, with that depleted squad again, not at all. I think Alan Morrison touched on it on Friday and anyway, we averaged six injured players every game that's yeah. astonishing that is. Um, and I understand and I appreciate not all of them will be because of tackles or opposition you know I can we've touched on this before as well that um, I don't know if it's an intensity in training or the style of play but there are just a lot of hamstring injuries right now as well so I appreciate that it's not all from you know tackles and whatnot, but a proportion of it is and hopefully I don't know maybe ask Alan to look into that further and, and figure out the stats on that one but no I'm not surprised at all and I'm not surprised at a- was' game plan really um, on Saturday to a degree. I can't really blame them. You know, you or you know, when you go to even if it was not Barry Ferguson's side, you're going to go to a lower league side in the Scottish Cup. They're going to sit back and they're going to try and bite away um, because they know they're not going to outplay a Celtic or a Rangers or a Hearts or a Hibs, although Cove Rangers well, um, but. You know, it's just kind of the nature of going to a lower league side now. Um, But in saying that, you then expect uh, a high quality referee in Don Robertson, if you can call him high quality, but he is one of the the top grades, you know, he's a premiership referee week in, week out. Uh, You expect a little bit of protection. Um and you're spot on. The, the if the club aren't speaking out about it, somebody has to. And it shouldn't just be Celtic fans, it should be fans right across the country. And I've said it time and time again, it's not just a Celtic issue. Um I'm not going to batter on about it, but if you've anyone caught, you know, Oaken Lake Talbot up against Hearts, um, it was the early kick-off on Saturday. I'm all for an underdog story more than anybody with with, with Rose. But Talbot, you know, got away with murder, the hearts off sides, the punch, and Maradona would have been proud of that punch. Um the the, offsides, the the referee and just the officiating across the board, across the country, is just an absolute disgrace, to be honest.
0: That was one of the points, actually, that Kevin Graham raised in our private chat group around the fact that what's the point in uh, removing a particular referee from a particular league and putting them down the leagues? Because down there, the referee not much better. So the, the issue is across the board. But I think we're in a week, Tony, where Rangers take up a complaint against Kevin Clancy uh, obviously unhappy that they've had someone sent off after two and a bit years uh, I think the last time they had somebody sent off was probably the last time I had any time off in the studio it was over two years ago Tony and the antics of Scott Brown obviously annoyed them somewhat as well. So they raise a complaint. Now, I'm not going to say that we need to look at another team in Scotland and say, well, that's how they deal with it. This is how we should deal with it. But we've been talking about this all season and it comes up to the point where the referee against Alawa was the referee against Dundee United when Turnbull was taken very, very high. I mean, it was almost knee high. Um, And then people start to pull out other challenges that he has officiated I think the Tierney one against Motherwell which was yes, yes. horrific, that was a horrific challenge uh, was it the boy Bowman that that uh, took mm-hmm. him high, right up in the knee, so against um, Al, what, what did we see, we've seen a shoulder to McGregor's face, we'll talk about this in more detail uh, because I've seen a lot of people saying listen that was accidental that could have happened, I look at it slightly differently do i have my green tinted spectacles on i don't know but i just feel that if the the boy's going to put his put his body there and having no attempt whatsoever to actually get to the ball then he's endangering his opponent and, and that's exactly what uh, happened to cal mcgregor salmon elbows Welsh. she welsh must be feeling hard done by he got elbows in this in the league cup final as well remember um you know no, semi-final, sorry. It was Rooney. Elbowed him in, in the face as well. Um, Jota comes on, and we're all chuffed that he's uh, coming on, and he's skithed within 60 seconds uh, coming on. Uh, and, of course, Iriguchi, um was was literally kicked off the park. I was surprised that he walked off the park, Tony. So we're now in this situation, as I was saying there, and as Amy and I were discussing, that we are going into February, and nothing has been done. And in many ways, it's getting worse. So what, as a football club, should we be doing about this?
5: We said the last time I said that they'd that, that, that reached the, the tipping point. That mm-hmm. Celtic had to challenge us. You don't need to do it publicly. You don't need to tell anybody. And, 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 I'm not, and I don't know. I mean, as, as Jim often says, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Maybe Celtic are challenging this. But, uh, and I guess uh, Angie will not be drawn on it. Andrews just not want to what make excuses. His mantra is always, "We'll just win." Yeah, and that and that's fine if you are winning. But the is, Amy said, to her, "The referees in this country, I don't believe in conspiracy theories. They're just rank at their job. They're mm. rank awful officials." And I've said before. Don Don Robertson, what's he seen, or what's he not seen in all of these incidents? that you and I, through the naked eye, can see firsthand and at normal speed that it's ascending off. This guy's qualified to make those decisions and see if he's not getting any help from his assistants. Then they're all no fit for, for purpose. They should be removed from office and removed from duty. Who are you to replace them with? I don't know. Then it becomes the argument, well, they're all just as bad as each other. And they are. Yeah. They're all trying to outdo each other this season with... Utterly preposterous decisions. How you can't I tell me a guy, you know, putting his body into a man's cheekbone isn't sending off. It's endangering an opponent. Yep. Read the rules. How you can't I tell me that the follow-through on the Gucci's not a red card is beyond me? And I, and, I, and I wrote a piece in the Celtic way and I came on this broadcast and said it as well. somebody from some team is going to end up with players seriously hurt. Now, we watch it through a Celtic prism because we're Celtic supporters and it's my job to watch Celtic football matches. So I'm not being biased because I'm watching the team that I support and it's my job to watch. But I have also made the point that Aberdeen, Dundee United, Motherwell, Hibs hearts they'll have a litany of decisions within their own clubs. So it's up to them now to say, enough's enough. Everybody come together and say, we've had it up to here. Because somebody's somebody is going to get a leg breaker. We spoke off camera, we reckon there's about 12, yeah. 13. You know, and Alan Morrison's been doing his own thing about uh, compiling these instances where Celtic players have been hurt. And they've been badly hurt. And it's through the grace of God that nobody's out for the season. Because Some of them are shot I mean, the, the definition of shockers and nothing seems to be done. Yeah. And if you're talking about do you know what I'd love? I'd love to pin Don Robertson down and talk him through them. See, in a Dermot Gallagher style. She, you tell me why you gave that decision. I think referees now have to to be told to speak up or, or something so that you can get a better handle and a better understanding because it fuels paranoia, basically. It fuels conspiracy theories. And as I say, I'm not either or. I just think they're rank bad officials and they're hopeless at their job but up and down the country football fans are tearing their hair out because every week they're seeing guys you know the victim of shocking tackles and their club or the club they support being the victim of horrendous decisions
0: The one player that springs to my mind from the not too distant past who's come into the side and seemed to be targeted time and time again Amy was Jeremy Frimpong I mean the amount of terrible challenges that went in on Frimpong I've seen him getting stretchered off at least twice now, you look at some of these young guys, uh, you know, looking at Scotland and Celtic as an option as part of their progression and their journey, and they look at that and they think to myself, well, actually, you know, you're going to get kicked off the park and it might be a career threat and an injury or you might lose a year of your career due to the fact that there's no protection. That's the big thing. Going back to what Tony said there, I focus on the protection of the players. We know that the standard of refereeing is really substandard in this country, and um, you know, the reasons around that, we could debate forever in a day, right? But really, it's the protection of the players that's important. So when you watch that, I mean, the one against McGregor, you see, you can see that there's something awry in his face when he's walking off. There's something broken, there's something fractured. The tackle on Idiguchi, you're worried about the ankle because of the angle that the ankle's sitting on, the, the, the plastic turf. But see, when you watch it back, the way that he's, his knee... Almost straightens out. That's dangerous as well. So you're you're endangering uh, two parts of the the player's leg. That's and he's in just his second game for Celtic and his first start for Celtic. You've got a player in Jota who are trying our best to to bring in permanently, and he's looking over at Benfica and the possibility of returning to Benfica. There might be interest elsewhere. He's on the park for sixty seconds and he's completely snapped, and and it must put players off. Amy, looking at the standard of a referee and, and the failure by the officials to protect players when they're looking at Celtic as an option?
4: Yeah, it has to be. Um, and I said that before, I'm not looking for additional protection for the creative players and for your, your yachtas or going back to Frimpong, your fast your fast players, sorry. But there needs to just be that basic protection and the referee's duty to protect all players. Um, but... I, I don't, I I don't blame, I wouldn't blame it any player because you're looking at this and you're thinking, like say, you think right Celtic and I don't, I know people don't like it but many players do view us as a stepping stone. There's just no denying it right now but why would you want to use this even as a stepping stone because you might not even get to step onto another stone because your career might be over by the time you've even left here because these tackles, they're, they're shocking but it goes back to it's not looking for any kind of additional protection, it's just the basic protection that referees duty um, but it's, it's right across the leagues I don't know who's going to start calling it out but but somebody has to
0: yeah, and you know, when you consider that, Tony, imagine being an agent and you, you've you got management of a, a number of young players and you're looking for moves all over Europe and further afield and Celtic are interested in one of your boys and you can look at all the success stories and you're selling that idea to somebody from um, Portugal or or even from Japan and you say, you know, within three years, you're going to have interest. If you perform at that level and we get into the Champions League, you're going to have interest from the big leagues, one of the big leagues. And that's the promise that they'll be giving to their players, right? Do you think it would, eventually, if this isn't tackled, uh, pardon the pun, do you think it would start putting young, talented players off?
5: It's possible. But I uh, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, I, I, I was up out my seat with the first challenge on Jota. I was just, you know, you're you just thinking to yourself, wow. Just back you, from injury. I, you know? Back from injury. And the first one, and it's, and it's an attempt to hurt them, you know? And you, you're not, as you said, you're not looking for favours. You're just looking for referees to do their job. Protect players. I mean, I, when I was playing, I used to walk onto the park and say to the ref, joke. First thing I will say to the ref was protection for ball players, ref. And I would say number seven. And he would laugh, you know? But. You put that seed in his head that, all right, let's see how good you are type thing. And sometimes you, you did get protection. <laughs> you know, always get to get you up and down the place when you're out wide. But, uh, you know, I, I'm of the opinion that, you know, I I don't know if uh, that would necessarily put... I hesitate to use the words hammer throwers, right? I don't think that... I don't think sort of that kind of reputation in Scotland would put somebody off coming here when you can see the when you can play for some a team like Celtic or Rangers, you can play in front of vast crowds and possibly play in a Champions League. You know, you'd, you'd have to ask individual players. But there's all there's always that you know, people add that caveat, don't they? Mm. Can they do it in a wet Wednesday night and you know, at Ross County or Inverness or, or Arlawa? That kind of thing. So they, these, are, these, these are entered into the Scottish football lexicon for a reason. You know, players might know fancy, but I tell you what, the, the one thing that I was pleased about on Saturday was the fact that James McCarthy actually showed a bit of physicality for Celtic on Saturday. And I was kind of cheering that. I thought, well, at least if you're, you know, people can slag you and say what they like, but you put the boot in and went like that. Do you know what? No, you're no kicking us up and down the place. I'll boot you back. And I think there's a lack of physicality possibly in the Celtic team. You know, we have a lot of flair players, which is another argument altogether. You know, but you're, you're talking about, you know, I still think Scotland's an attractive proposition for foreign footballers to come to Celtic or Rangers uh, and play your football with uh, with the trappings of success and spin-offs that that entails. And that's probably your best, uh, you know, stepping stone to England. If if that's the way you're going to frame it. You know, they don't they don't sell it on the back of you're going to go to Aloha on the Scottish cup tie and plain plastic, you know, because you see it might have a detrimental effect on the, but most people see the, the likes of Celtic and Rangers and, and the Champions League and winning and being successful and winning trophies as they're to come to then take their career on to another level. Well, Jota have made up his mind on the fact to get sacked down at Iowa. I would conjecture not
2: Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details.
0: The uh, It used to be a harder thing to sell, Tony, of course, where you had to show them the uh, the training complex. It was Barfield, Um And you're attracting players like Cadetti, um, De Canio et al. And here are our training facilities. Brilliant. Now, the, the one who skived, because I'm going to keep using that word, uh, Jota, I think it was Boyd, wasn't it? Number 11, Boyd. And was it not the same boy who later on done the exact same to Roderick? Now, there are at least two bookable offences, both those tackles, you know. But when you look at the, the booking count, Alwa had one player booked, Celtic had one player booked. You look at the possession again, and it was 79 against 21. Celtic penalised nine times for fouls, Aloua penalised eight times. How often have we seen that this season? Amy, we've seen it against Livingston as well, where we're getting like 80% of the possession. It must be every time we lose the ball, we're kicking somebody.
4: Yeah, it doesn't add up, does it? Um, the Levy one was amazing. I remember the stats after that. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but I think we just laughed for a good minute. Um, like you say, it would have been a tackle like every 30 seconds or something. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, but aye, going back to, to Saturday there, it doesn't add up. Um I don't know, there's a lot of eh, talk, I think, around the whole Scottish football right now that you think like, right, to um do, like previous does does your previous history, your track record kind of go against players and whatnot. But if that's the case, and it was totally out the window on Saturday as well, because Niang um who, who caught Gucci, he's been sent off twice. Um I watched them obviously against Bollen again, um the previous round. Rose obviously beat um, Al obviously beat Rose, and you know it was the same kind of guy that we highlighted because you're like wow there were there were a few reckless ones there, and he is he's a big physical guy, not got a problem being a big physical guy as Tony said it's probably something that Celtic are lacking right now, um, but to 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 be able to go in on Gucci like that um, and. It just, not even to be laughed upon, but just kind of been to, to really be ignored to a degree. Um, and you even look at the Cal McGregor one as well. It's probably it's another case of ignoring. It wasn't even play wasn't even halted. You know, you should really say that's a head knock for starters. So the game should immediately be stopped. That's another. You know. Error on on Don Robertson's part because the minute there's a head knock, it should be stopped. It took a good few seconds, I don't know, probably about five seconds because the ball went to the other side of the pitch until play was stopped for McGregor. So it's time and time again, um, and I don't, you know, incompetence is a big word, but it's getting to that stage. It's the basic, basic errors that referees are making. And the the McGregor one in particular is just shocking, at the fact that the play wasn't even stopped initially. So we're saying that, you know, how is the referee not seeing that? He's not even noticing or highlighting it as a head knock, which is so clear when your captain, who doesn't go down, who never really goes down, talking about track records, he's not a guy who stays down for more than two seconds. He's right back up. So you take that into consideration as well. The fact that he's down holding his head and play wasn't even halted. that's just, you know, that's the glaring thing for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely, because it's about protecting the players. And I think, McGregor, the list you're talking about, Tony, uh, in the wee black book, it definitely is at least a dozen strong, maybe more, and ever-growing, um, all the fancies that should have resulted in red cards uh, or further, stronger action. And I think McGregor's been involved in at least three of them. <laughs> Halliday on the first day of the season, Porteous against Hibbs, where there's a gash in his shin, and finally, the serious one. it could be out for... A couple of months. That that's the worst um, that I've seen. The worst scenario is that he might be out for a couple of months. So you go into this game against Alba Tony, and uh, you know it would have been lovely to go in and win four and five nil. We were talking about the game when Cadetti scored a hat trick um, back in the day, and we wanted a bit of a canter. It wasn't that type of night. So you look at that tie and think, well, it's good just to get out of there with the with a win and you move on to the next round. What did you make of the game, though? And in particular, Tony, some of the players that came in for game time who had previously been on the fringes, such as Ralston, Scales, Welsh, Idiguchi even, and Yakamakis. What was your thoughts on their performances?
5: I thought Scales was the most impressive of all the ones you mentioned there. Scales was really good. Delivery was on the money for Yakamakis's goal. Yakamakis took his goal well, and, uh, you know, difficult skill, the volley. But that apart, I wasn't too impressed with Jack and Marcus. because he looks a bit too static for an Ange team. And again, the second one, seconds, minutes later, or moments later when he's running through, see when you separate great players and good players, great players lay that off or they score, mm-hmm. right? Because they see the picture, they see the overall picture. They don't miss. Someone said to me, if that's Larson running through, he's chipping it over the goalkeeper, isn't he? He's dinking it and, and scoring. Right? Or if he thinks there's there's trouble, he just shunts it to the side to his partner who's got a tap in. Yeah. He's got to see the whole picture. You know, and, and that separates you no know, the great players and the, the good players. And even then your jury's out on Jack and Mac as being either or. He, he needs a lot more game time and a lot more to convince the Celtic fans that he will be the man to lead the line eh, moving forward at all. Eh, but you know, he took his goal well, I'll give him credit for that, but and then missed that sitter eh, when a wee bit of vision would have helped. Apart from that, I didn't I wasn't too impressed with him. Ida Gucci I thought was tidy, was okay, but I don't know if maybe I was expecting a bit more because of the other the other two had hit the ground running, Maida and Hitati against against Hibbs. I'm allowing for the The night it was And the fact that he got a cruncher put in it and I mean it's maybe That was maybe a culture shock for him And playing on that kind of surface And you know so That's fine Ralston tidy did okay Welsh You know still I think He was in a game with Salmon wasn't he? A rough he oh, he should have done better up. at the goal I think Tony. I thought he should have done better as well Just get caught right underneath it And you know, wasn't a nervous last twelve, thirteen minutes per se, but it was a lot more fraught than it probably should have been. You know, again, there were Celtic were missing chances, Maida missed one, Jacky Macus I think must one as well. But uh, yeah, so I, these things are on a height of nothing. You won't find nothing. Nobody bats an eyelid. You win two one, you lose players, and you know it's it, it comes at a cost. You know, but it, it, the job done. We'd have loved to get the job done you know, a lot more efficiently and without losing players, but we did.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: You know, and I think that's the big <laughs> takeoff from it, that we, we lost vital players from it. Yeah. When you look yeah. at when Celtic, earlier in the season, Kyogo and McGregor were out. They were vital parts of our team, and we went on a... We won one game in five, and that was against Raith Rovers in the Cup. We drew against Living. Sorry, we, we lost to Livingston away in the league... And we drew against United at home in the league, and we lost European games in between. You know, they're they're two massive players for our football team. Yeah,
0: yep. massive yeah.
5: massive players. You know, so you you cannot underestimate that, or underemphasize that. You know, and you, you, and we lost those players due to the, you know, the ineptitude of the officials. No, that so, that's exactly North, it. North, North McGregor, sorry
0: to
5: the ineptitude. Of officials because you're not protecting
0: players. It comes right back to that, that yeah. key the key point. I mean, if I was looking at that that performance, and by the way, we will be getting everybody's um, views on this matter if you're in the comment section. Keep chatting away and we'll pull up as many comments as we possibly can. Uh, I was looking at the, Ralson and I thought he looked a wee bit uh, rusty coming in, but that's what's going to happen if you're trying to rotate and you're trying to uh, bring players in just to give them game time. Often that'll be the case. Scales, I was impressed by. I have been impressed with Scales. I think he done it against Ross County, didn't and he done it against Alawa again. His delivery looked very good. Uh, you could almost think he could play a left wing back the way that he was playing there. Amy. Uh Welsh player that I like, but yeah, I thought he was caught uh, napping a wee bit again, and that's a part of his game that we have highlighted before. Edigucci. I thought he did alright as well but as Tony says you know um, you're coming into the the shadows almost of Maeda and, and Hatati um, who have followed Kyogo so the expectancy was very very high but I thought he did alright and um, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more of him and um, Yakamakis, I'll come back to because I gave him somewhat uh, of a hard time after the game and I'm going to explain my thinking behind that and it's certainly not to have a go at Celtic players just for the sake of it but I, I didn't think he played particularly well Yakimakis. Um however you've got to take into account the fact that he's not had a running games he's had a stop start season due to injuries and in fitness match fitness and perhaps you've got to go through a number of games like that so that he can get his sharpness so I take all that into consideration. But really, um, when I look at Yakamaka, as he scored a, a goal, I thought he took it very well in 13 minutes. 15 minutes, he's one-on-one with the goalkeeper. It should result in a goal either way, Tony, like you say, you either lay it off or you score yourself. On the 65th minute, it was the second half that I felt he, he performed poorly. The ball comes to him and it bounces off him. There's a fresh air kick. I'm starting to get concerned after 65 minutes if your legs are going at that point. Uh, 67 minutes, a really, really poor ball to Rodjick when we're on the, the attack at that point. And he basically plays it at such a pace to Rodjick that it's behind him by the time Rodjick gathers it. 70 minutes header from Skills his cross could have done better. 84 minutes miss from um, a Maeda cross. And again, it went down as a good block by the, the defender, but I don't think the defender had much choice because it was played straight to him. So when I'm looking at his performance, I'm looking at every single part of the game. Uh, that he's involved in, so rather than the the distance that he's covered and the heat map, etc. But the moments where he's involved in the game, and I don't think he'd done enough with the ball, he, he could have had a hat-trick, Amy. Um, what's your thoughts on these players who currently are potentially fringe players, but who might have to get utilised, and in Yakamakis's case, will be utilised in the coming games?
4: Yeah, Yakymakis has got a, a big few days, weeks, um, games ahead of him, so I'm not too too critical, and I know you're not being critical. It's <coughs> not the right word, but I don't think it was a. Too bad the performance um, on Saturday from him. I do think he should have, you know, either laid it off to Maeda or scored. I think everyone can kind of be in that general consensus. But at the same time, I think Maeda should have scored with his effort, um, or at least should have played it back. So I think, in the sense of you know missing goals almost, I think they both kind of have to be judged kind of fairly. But I wouldn't be one to to judge Yakumaku right now. I think he, he said that himself. This is his season starting now. It was always going to be a probably a tiring game for him. Um, after the hour mark kind of level because he's not played for so long Um, and he admitted that himself. But I really liked his post-match interview. I thought he seemed really keen um, and I think he's aware that the pressure is now on him. I do, I think the team will probably need to also... Not not pander to him, but we'll need to realise that you know he's not the typical for Angie's system. Um, it's going to be much more of Joe Hart with a big ball up and just trying to find him, and he is going to be a target man, and he rightly should be because you know look at the size of him, he, he, he definitely should be. So it's a different avenue to go down, um, but I think it will take probably Hart on on Wednesday as well um, to to not. Be too harsh, but he'll he'll probably have a, another tricky game, and he we probably won't be up to what we want our standards to be at. But I think he needs to be given a, a fair crack, fair crack of the whip. I like think he needs to be given these big games, you know. And if he scores on Wednesday and scores against, you know, and scores in the Glasgow derby as well, he's going to be a hero. So it is as fickle as a as a Celtic fan. It's fickle as a as a Celtic fan as a, as a football fan. But. No, for, for me right now, I wouldn't be too harsh on, on Jakimakis, I think he'd done okay, and I think the misses and the criticism that can be put on the misses could be put on Maeda as well
0: Nice bit of balance here from Amy, just to show that you don't get a script before we no. come into the bulletin Amy. My opinion. Well, absolutely. Well,
5: I also think that she, in a roundabout way, she Wednesday night, it'll mm. shoot Jakimakis it's a rough and tumble game you know what I mean? Hearts are going to come at you and it's going to be a bit similar to to Alloa, But I think you're going to be playing on a much better surface. And I think actually you can alleviate a bit of the pressure on them or the criticism by scoring in a meaningful game like Hearts, Dundee United and Rangers. And then, you know, people's mind will start to change. You're only commenting on what you're seeing. You know, all strikers miss chances, you know. I get slaughtered for having a goat Kyoko in the first game of the season when he should have had six. And he only, and he only got three. And then I, I made that comment. But And you're still banging on about it. We were talking about it back then in August about missing chances. Yeah. We're still talking about it. And the manager's angry about it because after every game, he says, We missed chances. We've only clinical enough. We've only ruthless enough. Ruthless enough, sorry. So, you know, when you're playing. As a striker for Celtic, you have to be clinical, you have to be ruthless, and that's all we're asking from from Big Yakimakis. Uh, and I agree with Amy to an extent that yeah, I, I think it was Alan that said nine hundred minutes, wasn't it? Mm, yes, yeah. sort of formed, So that's ten games, isn't it? That's that's probably fair. But uh, as I said, there I, I thought he took his his goal brilliantly well. It's a really difficult skill. I mean, delivery was bang on the money, but he buried it. So you can see there was a predatory instinct, but, I mean, seconds later he gets what you think is an easier chance and he contrives to miss that by not being in total control as he's running through and making up his mind, or else not seeing the full picture and squaring it for, you know, so you're wanting your striker just to be switched on at all times, you know, and, and be aware. Just be spatially aware and just a wear a stubborn, and maybe you want more. And if he's going to be a target man, so be it. But make yourself a nuisance. Be a pest. I didn't see that often enough from Yakimakis on Saturday. But I want to see it on Wednesday. And if he says his season starts now, which was a very good interview, as Amy highlighted, then go and prove it. Go and show that your season starts now. Go and be hungry. Go and score twice against Hart. Go and be your name in the score sheet against United. And Buster got to do it against rangers and then you'll convince everybody that yeah you do have something to offer moving forward and and you will come good that's all the selfie supporters want to see you can put up with strikers missing chances
2: mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox
6: Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. But not when, you know, it's, it's
5: you know, during a lack of concentration or, lack of ruthlessness, or just, you know, that it may be the one of the few opportunities that you get and you're remembered for that rather than your overall work rate. And if you over, chances, but his work rate can never be questioned, can it? And people always say he puts on a shift for the team. He's He's got that hard-working ethic and, you know, and he's always terrific, even if he's not on a score sheet. Most of the time he is, but he's not. You he, he can't say that about Jackie Marcus and Maida the other night. Scored a goal after four minutes, but everybody was impressed by the way he shut down everything. And he was just he was on the go the whole time. Mm. And you want that from your that's the way he wants to win. I know Jack and Marcus is maybe not up to speed with that yet. But he's going to have to learn that that's the kind of shift he's going to have to put in. Which is why when he was coming on for these twenty minute twenty five minute cameos, holding the ball up, playing guys in, he actually looked pretty good. Right, because that was kind of catering to his game and it was only for big parts, but now we're wanting it for the whole game because he's going to have to be trusted because he's the only natural striker we've got for the next three games which, as you and I know and Amy knows, these, these could be season-defining games Yeah, you've got parts away, Dundee United at home, sorry, aye, Rangers at home, three games which could define your campaign So, so when I'm, you think about
0: Getting two goals against Hearts, I just hope, uh, bio esque that they don't go down as OGs. Oh, I hope he does get the two goals. Um And I'm delighted when any Celtic player proves me wrong. I've not written them off. I've just said he was poor against Aloua and I did think he was pretty poor over the piece. But see, when, when we're looking um, at some of the points that we've raised there, the other, the other one being that uh, these guys get a chance like they did against Alloa. Um, The way that things have gone this season, going back to the start that Allen's already produced, which is astonishing, six players on average injured for every single game, then you've got to take a chance. It doesn't matter if it's against Aloua on a plastic park. You've got to make an impression because you never know that... In the, in the next game, the big game, you might be the only guy that can fulfil that position. So I think that going into the game against Harps, uh, we will have a wee talk about who starts. We're going to have a wee chat about the midfield and the, the makeup of that midfield. If you're listening in and you disagree with any of the points that we're making, Comment and we'll bring up your comments if we get round to, to seeing them. They are coming in thick and fast. We're going out to about a 1,000 lives. so thank you all for joining us. And Magnet 67, um, always looking really chuffed to himself with that catch, a couple of fish there. Um, the board should present their case. There's a lot of people out there who are constantly fishing in the comment section, Magnet, so I don't know if that's a wee nod to them. The board should present their case with all the clips as evidence and demand outside impartial referees. Uh, the thing that, wouldn't surprise me as if Celtic were doing things behind the scenes because obviously we hear uh, constantly about uh, Rangers being unhappy because it's broadcast or it's part of a statement. What I've seen, Amy, since uh, Michael Nicholson particularly has come in is that they seem to just go about their business. I mean, one minute we're sitting here and we're unaware of any signing targets, the next minute we are signed a player. That's the way that Celtic seem to be going about their business behind the scenes. You know, we unveil three players before the transfer window opens. And if Celtic were going about um, some kind of action, I reckon it would be behind the scenes and we wouldn't be aware of it anyway. Amy?
4: Yeah, I do agree with you there. Um, So, and I've not got a problem with that, to be honest with you. I quite like, you know... As as you kind of say, like non footballing matters, um, and and the non footballing guys can kind of deal with that. So, I'm more than happy if it is happening, but it does have to be happening. And I know then, kind of contradicting myself, because then how would we know? But you can live and hope that it's happening. um, But I don't have a single problem if it is being done behind the scenes. And I I agree with you. I think that's kind of the way so far that Nicholson is just going about his business. And I don't know if that's just because he's maybe aware of the situation, aware of how he could have been perceived or how he was perceived, really, when he did come into, come into office, really. Um, but, yeah, it does seem to be the way that, that things are going, and I'm, I'm more than happy with that, to be honest.
0: Now, David Bates comes in. Uh, another cracking avatar, Davy. <laughs> it is time that the Celtic board publicly take the SPFL to task for not ensuring player safety. They have a duty of care. It would also be easy to provide footage of the incidents to back it up. Now that goes against what Amy says but when I bring up what Sean F. reckons I do wish Ange would say more in regards to protection of our players in the post-match as he seems reluctant to say anything in regards to this. Would that suggest Tony because he doesn't shirk any tackles does Ange does that suggest that perhaps Ange is safe in the knowledge that things are happening behind the scenes? And that's why he's not he's not calling it out as such.
5: Yeah, you can possibly read that into And I think Celtic would be derelict in their duty if they weren't doing it behind closed doors, flagging this issue up. I mean, it would, it would be a gross you know, derelict in their duty, wouldn't it? Because enough's enough. And again, I'm talking about purely from a Celtic perspective. You know, we're watching every week tackles going in on their players, which could put them in the stands for a long time. You know, just thankfully... They haven't, but you're just waiting on it coming now, aren't you? And it offered absolutely no protection, no, no referees clamping down on it or do taking the necessary action needed against the perpetrators. So something has to be done. And I, I'd rather Celtic did it privately, myself, because we don't need it a, a narrative or a soap opera like that played out uh, publicly. And I think that's why Angel no not make any reference to it.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: All year, all Since he came in, no excuses, we go again, we get on with it. That's been his mantra. Yeah. And you know why? Football, football, football. Stick to the football. We'll just stick to winning matches. Yeah, yeah, we're getting injured players and, you know, it's a challenge. He keeps telling his players to rise to the challenge. Can you rise to this one? Can you rise to the next one? Three big ones coming up no and people say oh, you take it one game at a time hearts on wednesday yeah i get all that but you've got a three game sequence for <laughs> you know if you do not come out of that looking rosy you know you're you're feeling the worst sadly and well whatever happens the manager won't turn around and say it's because of injuries it's because of referees they'll always talk about the football side of it, yeah. like they didn't play well, you know, we weren't ruthless, you know. So I think that's the way Andrew wants to play it, and I think he is confident in because they've got a a really tight working relationship, him and Michael Nicholson. I don't think for a minute that a conversation has not been had by Andrew and Michael Nicholson about what to do about this. And you can present your case, because you like, like yourself and Alan, you can have a, a detailed dossier, you know, you can have the incidents and you can put a, a case to say, we want an explanation. We want answers as to why this wasn't a red card. You know, because the three that you spoke about with McGregor, they all happened in front of the referee, right mm. in front of them. Yep. So someone was, again, i go back to it. <laughs> and it's not a case of having green tinted specs, which I actually do have green tinted specs, but that's neither here nor there. And what are you seeing? What are you not seeing? I mean, the one—the one with Halliday—was incredible. I mean, uh, Bobby Madden was right there. He saw it. He, he saw it from the angle that most people saw it from. Mm-hmm. He behind Halliday as he lunged in, it's a clear red card. Yeah. And then a referee let Chris Kane kick. Cameron Carter-Vickers, they're just blatantly aiming boots at him while he's on the floor. <laughs> you know, and you're thinking, what are you seeing there? And then you bring the two of them together, and I think, did he book the two of them?
0: Yeah, Carter-Vickers got booked. He got booked yeah. for, for basically being kicked and
5: kicked, kicked on the floor. Yeah, well, for the, the victim of somebody's yeah. You know, so you turn around and you say, where's the fairness in that? Where's the protection to our player who was lying on the floor? In these kind of instances, so I, uh, I just question what they're actually doing. Everything's coming back to your original question, you know. So whether we do? I, I'm a, I'm in favour of, of doing it privately. You approach them, and then that way it's not played out in in the media, and it's not so. Which is why Anne's just, you know, no entertainer. You know these things. He just brushes off, and we'll talk about football. And I think that's the way he wants it. Because at the end, you're going to you're going to win the title by playing the football that he wants, or not, as the case may be, whatever. But you'll be you'll know find well where you stand after the next three games that that, that's
0: the thing, we've been doing that all season we've been we've been looking at the games almost in blocks and saying well yeah. if we go through yeah. that and get X amount of points we're still in fighting here Paddy Lavery, welcome to the show again afternoon folks uh, D67 likes your comments about James McCarthy because he thinks we should start dishing it out ourselves but Sean comes back in that's now McGregor-Turnbull out with significant injuries, Rogic away on international duty along with Maeda as well and Kyogo possibly still out. Hopefully we can sign another two signings this month. What does it do then, Amy? Because a couple of weeks ago we were pretty chuffed with uh, the way the the squad was shaping up. We're bringing in new bodies. We're finally getting options. But after a game uh, and another couple of injuries, some international um, duty call-ups as well, we're now looking at, you know, we're going into games against the likes of Rangers and Hearts. And I'm going to say makeshift because... The midfield, you know, particularly, uh, is going to be a makeshift midfield. There's going to be players in there who haven't played together uh, in the Celtic midfield, so it's frustrating. But does that point towards more signings coming in? Do you expect anybody to be added to the four that we've already brought in? That's not counting a fifth who's been brought in for the B team, but you know, four first team players. O'Reilly, in fact, could probably feature earlier than we expected as a result of all of this.
4: Yeah, he certainly could. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if there were more signings. I know, um, not mind games, but coggle obviously ruled anything out. And then the the signing off O'Reilly comes in. So he's keeping his clothes uh, cut close to his chest. And, and I'm more than happy with that. A few surprises, uh, a few more surprises along the way, I, I wouldn't be surprised and they certainly would be welcomed. Um, but I don't know if this would, you know, kind of fast track it in any way I think Angel still go about his business the way that he would want to I think he's already obviously brought in Hatati and Gucci um, he's obviously gotten your beat on as well who is performing well for him uh, especially just before the break so midfield is certainly light uh, certainly lighter than we'd like it to be but I don't think it's of any real great catastrophe still obviously you would like it to be in a stronger position without the injuries in particular to obviously McGregor and, and, and Turnbull um, and Rightly so. I, I like the fact that Ange came out and said, you know, it's not a, uh, not necessarily, no, it's not bad. Obviously, that Rogic has got called up because you want him to get called up. You want him to get that recognition, and um, it's the same with Maeda. So, I've not got a problem with that because it would be it would be shocking if you know if Tom Rogic wasn't getting called up, especially on his recent form. Although, in saying that, I don't think Saturday was his best game, and I'm uh, obviously a massive Tom Rogic fan. But you no, know, I don't think that this will necessarily, you know, fast. Done anything or, or fast track any kind of moves, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if Ange already did have some in the back burner. We'll
0: have a wee talk about the the most recent transfer news that's coming through, involving a player that's leaving the club. Perhaps Strange Love the Doctor, the elbow on Welsh was a red card. Yeah, I think that's the second one we've seen this season where it could have resulted in a red card. And Brown Warrior, the lad who left one on Gucci was actually having a great game. Didn't look out of place against us. His follow through was terrible. The the more you watch it, the worse it seems to get. Um and. Monty's asking why McGregor was playing in the first place I mean this is something we spoke about before the game um, in the days leading up to the game and which players would be rested which players can you afford to rest which ones you can't afford to rest and I remember against much better opposition last season and at home as well we rested McGregor against Ross County and it backfired Tony I don't think you rest your captain it doesn't matter who you're playing
5: no hindsight's a great thing nobody thought McGregor would get injured on Saturday you know he was playing, so you, you know, you, any Celtic player could get injured this season. <laughs> We've seen that in action. So you know, that's I You trust the manager. The manager wanted to play the captain on Saturday because, as you see, you can easily come a cropper at these grounds. And then it's why did you not know, play McGregor if he's not playing and you get beat? So I get. I told you, you're damned if you do, damned if you do in those in these games. You know, no, nobody. Nobody thinks for a minute that someone's going to slam into McGregor and fracture his cheekbone. It's just you no, know, but they have. We are now missing a vital player. We, but in the words of the manager, you have to go with it and deal with it. Mm. You want your McGregor the playing Saturday? That's it. You don't rest your captain for these games. You know, so I, I don't have a problem with McGregor playing on Saturday. Also, Tony, we've to won the game. we
0: won. We've won the game two one. Now, you take a captain out of that, you take McGregor out of that game entirely, and it, it becomes tougher because, you know, who who plays in his place? You might say that the first guy in line might be near beat on, and it's a discussion for later on anyway because we're going to be looking at the midfield for Wednesday night. But that wasn't an easy game. That was a potential banana skin. And I just mm. think you, need, you needed the core of your team in there. Um, so it's not about... A player getting injured, why didn't you rest them? That's just having the benefit of hindsight. Um, when we're looking at the Cup as well, you're looking to win every tournament that we go into. I mean, Tony's already putting in his holidays for Albania on the 25th of May. We want to win every tournament we go in for. And when you look at the last 16 as well, I mean, some of the lower league clubs have done really well to get through there. When you look at the percentage of them, Peter Head, both who are having a dream season anyway, Annan, uh, Patrick Thistle, Celtic Hearts and Wraith Rovers, all in the last 16. And of course, we draw Wraith Rovers. We've already played and beat them this season. Um, And we'll deal with that game when it comes round. Uh, But when we're looking at the players outgoing then, I'm going to come to Amy first and then come to yourself. We've been talking all season about Mikey Johnson and what we need to do to try either to get him back on track in a Celtic jersey or for him to go into the next stage of his career, Amy. He's He's only 22
2: Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022, and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com slash internet for details.
6: As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Now, I say only because
0: he's been round about the team for a number of seasons now. Left winger, of course, where we now have options. We didn't really have many options up until recently. But he's got a long contract. His contract runs up until the end of May 2025. So with 77 appearances under his belt, there is a suggestion that he might be going on loan, Christie-esque, to Aberdeen. Is this the right move for the player and for the club?
4: I don't think so. I would much rather I'm going to to Kilmarnock to be honest with you. I saw those were were, um, rumours with obviously with Adam Montgomery um, but I would also be more than happy if Mikey Johnson went out there as well. Um, And the reason that I'm saying that is because I just think that with Kilmarnock it's the... It's the same kind of way that teams play against Celtic is the way that teams play against Kilmarnock. And I think it'll be great for us and Montgomery, and I really do hope that move goes through. But I wouldn't shy away with, with with Johnson out there as well. You're also thinking they would probably be playing down the same flank. Um, but the way that teams sit in and try to defend against Celtic and make it really hard to break down is the same way that they're doing against with, with Kelly right now. Obviously, um, Albeit there's a few teams at the top of the Championship right now. It's really tight, really contested. You mentioned our growth. Um, But I'm not sure if Aberdeen is the right fit right now. I'm not too impressed with Aberdeen. I just don't I don't know what I don't think things are clicking. I think they're they're definitely going better under glass than they were at the start. But um for for me I don't see it being the right move for for Mikey Johnson. The creativity, I don't think that Aberdeen have that. Um up top there's Ramirez, obviously, who I do quite like, but um I, I'm not the biggest fan I'm going up to Aberdeen in all honesty.
3: Mm.
0: What's your thoughts, Tony? Because again, pretty early on, there was a couple of players where I identified the other one being Dembele, actually, but he got injured, another guy on in injury uh, list. But we say about Johnston that it's a make-or-break season at Celtic. Hasn't worked out so far. We're moving into February. Uh, we've got cover now that we didn't really have up until recently on the left-hand side. A loan deal of some description, and I'm, I'm a big fan of loaning out to this, you know, a team in our league so yeah. that you're playing at the level. Um, and I'm looking at that, Aberdeen, and I'm probably thinking of Christie, but there's no guarantee it's going to work out the same way. If it doesn't work out wherever he goes, what happens to Mikey Johnson?
5: Well, first and foremost, I I disagree with you in terms of I I think it's a good idea for him to go to Aberdeen because he's not going to get any game time at Celtic because we do have that cover that you say and I'm a big fan of just getting used to the teams that you're going to play and the terrain and just go and do what Ryan Christie did. No, Go and do what you know, well, McGregor's the other one who went on loan to Notch County did well. I are at Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock won a premier team. You know, so those three guys, just they're, they're your role models for going on loan and, and making a difference and coming back refreshed, re-energised and confident because you've actually contributed, made an impact and had minutes as opposed to playing parts here and there with a Celtic support who still make him a scapegoat and a whipping boy at times. You know, I, I, I've, I've had my say and Mikey Johnston. I've, I've told you that I just don't think he, he's going to make it as a Celtic player. But this is a chance for him to go out on loan and get valuable game time and get that run of games that people keep talking about and make a contribution, make an impact, so that when you come back, you are the player that everybody thinks they see and Mikey Johnson which I just don't see and uh, yeah um, and if you can, I mean you, you said he's got a long contract and if it doesn't work out at Aberdeen then you'll know you'll have to cut your losses and you, there'll be a mutual parting of the ways at, at the end of the season because it was a big season for Mikey Johnson and so far, for me anyway he's failed to impress and as I say I've had my say on it and and I just think that maybe getting out of Celtic at this moment in time is, is the best thing for him. It's the best thing for Celtic to see if he can, yeah, agree with that too. You know, to see if he can kind of resurrect any semblance of a Celtic career that he might have on his return.
0: Mm, David agrees. Um David Miller comes in as well. We're talking about, we're looking ahead. There's, we know there's games before the Rangers game. We're looking ahead to that. Uh, and a draw reckons David from Perth would be a good result at this stage. All comes down to personnel, doesn't it? And uh, when we're looking at the players missing Kyogo injured, McGregor injured, Turnbull injured, Maeda and, and Roger on international duty. Uh, Mya, I'm going to say he's going to be a loss, even though we've only seen him for two games, because he's shown what he can do in those two games, and I think that uh, by the time the Rangers game came around, you know he, he could have been up to full speed with um, four games under his belt, etc. We know that's not going to happen. Every one of those players is a big loss, and I think the midfield is the, is the, the real concern. Uh, at this moment in time. I'm going to give you what I think we'll start with um, under the circumstances and with the players that we have at our disposal. Um, And it might seem a bit strange. Uh, I'm just sorry, everybody who's expecting me to say James McCarthy starts. No, I'm not going to play James McCarthy. But I will play Beaton as my six. I don't think he's let us down in that position this season, even when he's come on as a substitute. Um, O'Reilly, and people might think, you don't know anything about him. I think we're in a situation where we need a number eight. We need that box-to-box type player. Who else can do that job? Um, is he fit? I hope so. Um, and if so, I would introduce a to the side. And then, does it? You know, does that mean that we play Hatate as that number 10? Because that's a position now that we're struggling to fill with a natural number 10, a player that we would expect um, to be playing there. I think Hatate plays there. Amy, what's your thoughts on the midfield trio for Wednesday night?
4: Um, I can agree with you that I think it'll be Beaton. Um, I I just think his experience will come in. Um, we're talking about guys who know grounds and and all these different um factors that contribute, and the fact that uh, pre international um, pre Christmas break, I, I think Beaton was doing more than okay. I'm not sure if if Riley does come in right away. Um, if he then asks me if yeah. he then should come in, otherwise, then I'm, I'm probably scratching a, a little bit there. But I, it's a baptism of fire if it is. Um, but you know, I think Alan Morrison said it, that that um, he's got all the all the stats, so then info on him. And so far, uh, going through the um, the division uh, that he was in, he was at the top of of almost all all the all the charts. So he, he probably can come up and do it at this level. So um, Maybe Ange will throw that curveball and He is partial to a little curveball, but I can see being beat on a bit and would be happy with that. Um, and then I was impressed by by uh, Hatate uh, against Hib last week. I know a lot are saying that it wasn't as great as perhaps the, the post reaction was and perhaps it was hyped up a little bit, but I just thought he looked like a Rolls Royce, to be honest. I think he walked right in, really controlled the pitch. He didn't really you know, um, show any kind of of uh, lapsing concentration or anything like that and I think he was able to um, step up to the cage in the well so I've been more than happy with him um, and I think so far obviously it's just one game so I'm not getting on the high horse too much but he just kind of fit in quite seamlessly
0: He did He did He was very impressive and I felt Maeda had a great first game as well Tony what's your thoughts on it because I mean there's two or three different ways you could line up do you think there'll be any um, surprises do you think someone's going to come in from the cold I wouldn't expect that from a No,
5: I wouldn't expect that I, I'm inclined to go with that midfield three as well Atati O'Reilly and Beaton sitting because I think my O'Reilly has been having a tremendous season for MP Dons and so you know his confidence is there you know and I think barring the fact that his international clearance wasn't through I think he would have played some part on Saturday mm. Yeah. Uh, so, I'll, I, it's, it's a risk. Granted, it's a risk with two new players in b but what else have you got? But also, we are talking on a podcast earlier this morning and one of the boys said, Juranovic possibly to come into the midfield because can play there. Yeah. If he wanted to shore it up, you know or, or push him in a more advanced position, you know, so that that's that's a player that Iurinovic can actually do that. You know, and then you could just put Ralston to where Iurinovic is if he was inclined to do that. But I've got a feeling that he'll you will go with Beaton, sitting and Hittati and O'Reilly. That's that was my first thoughts when I was thinking about the midfield for the Hearts game because I still think on paper that looks pretty decent. I know I've not seen. You know, you're, and you're judging Hatati on one game, as Amy said, but it was quite impressive. So yeah. that's fine. Beat on, you can trust, because he's found a of form, arguably the best form of his Celtic career. Uh, you can argue the toss on that, but I think he has this season. So he's not let you down. And then O'Reilly, you know, from what you've seen of him, he looks like that dynamic box-to-box guy who's got an eye for a goal as well. So... I would let them loose and see what happens. And if not, if it's not happening, then change it around with maybe Yuranovic or whatever to, to suit. But that's that was certainly my thinking. And as for taking the 25th of May off, I've only done that because I want to be partisan in Tirana. See what I did there.
0: <laughs> yeah, the 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 tyra- Tyranian beard uh, was part of that particular game as well. Now, if we're looking at the the comment section, Simon brings up a a point in relation to when do you when do you rest a player like McGregor who plays if he's fit, he plays, and you know that's been the nature of Callum McGregor since he broke into the side under Ronnie Dialer. Really, you know, playing a huge amount of games season in season out. Well, I always think that. Games like the Alma game probably are not the occasion um, to, to rest a player because that, that is a potential banana skin. And in many ways, more of more of a banana skin than a game against a team in your own division at home who aren't doing so well. And so in the same game at home against the likes of Dundee or St Mirren or Ross County, um, if they are in the, the lower reaches of the division, that you would maybe bleed a youngster in. I think that's the same kind of game that you would rest a player and put him on the bench. Um, And your backup is the fact that, you know, if it's not going so well, he's on the bench and you can bring him on. That's the types of games I would be far more confident in resting a player like Callum McGregor. And I think that uh, the point I made last season was that when Welsh came into the side, because it's a similar type of game, when Welsh came into the side and he's thrown in against Rangers, that boy should have had 20 games under his belt. Because for the previous nine seasons we had won the league, so there are occasions at home against teams that aren't doing particularly well in the league that you can play young guys and you can rest guys like Callum McGregor. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, I just see away games often as risky. I mean, we beat Saint Mir and six nothing at home. We can draw nothing at each away from home, which has happened this season. Um, And I know it doesn't always work, and there's no exact science. But if you're playing a team in the league from their lower reaches, I think that's when you rest a player like McGregor.
4: I don't know. At it home, like, at home. Yeah, it sounds like like hindsight, obviously, but I, I, I predicted my team on, on Saturday and I didn't have McGregor in it. I obviously, I, I, like I say, I've seen Aloa. Uh, I know that makes me sound, but I, genuinely, I did have it before. Um, and I wasn't impressed by Aloa. They beat Bonneric, obviously, 5 now but it wasn't, wasn't it? Bonneric were absolutely shocking that day. So I wasn't impressed by them at all. Um, and I do agree with you, to be honest. Um, and then usually in a game like this, I wouldn't rest McGregor. But I think it was just, I was so conscious, obviously, that <coughs> the games that Celtic have coming up, Hearts, Dundee United Rangers, and I just didn't feel that this was the the right game for McGregor. But um, I was doing it with my dad, and my dad had McGregor in. Um, because, and then his argument was, you know, you're just back for the international, uh, I've got to say international, back just from Christmas break. um, and you're wanting that string of, of consistency, so everyone is going to have different opinions on it. I, personally, I didn't have McGregor in purely because I didn't think that Alou were, were going to cause really any kind of concern. Um, they're really stop-starting the league as well. Um, they can go on a decent run, but then other times they're just absolutely woeful. So, I didn't, I know a banana skin is always potential, but see if it was against like a Cove Rangers, and I know that's easy to say after them, Pibs, but. Paul Hartley's got a lot of money up there, a lot of good players yeah. there and are playing, you know, they should be playing much higher up. I don't think Aloha, I think Aloha are playing at their level. So even if it was on our growth, something like that, but I didn't really see Aloha being a potential banana skin. And you look at the result, I know it's 2-1, but it was never a 2-1 game. Um, I agree with what you say, but then in the same, you would look at, you know, Celtics against St Mirren in December and it was shocking. So yeah. I think would be dropping McGregor then. Hindsight's a wonderful thing at the end of the day. Um, but
0: yeah, if it was me, I actually wouldn't have had McGregor in. Listen, were you uh, picking the right team and Colin Watt uh, <laughs> predicting the, the outcome of every game in the Scottish Cup? I think we need to start uh, putting a coupon on, right? I think now, so. there is a player who has just signed for Aberdeen. Thanks, Amy, for the update. They've signed a Dutch winger, Vicente Besugien. I know that's probably wrong. But they brought him in from Den Haag and he's a winger. So, you know, it looks as though if they are looking for Mikey Johnson, They've obviously had a few other options as well. So who knows how that's going to affect any potential Mikey Johnson deal. But I tell you what, that's been a quick hour, as it always is on a Monday. Um, Big hot topics. Hot topics that aren't going to go away until changes are made in relation to the way that we officiate our games. Um, Do do referees have to be full-time in this country? I think that would definitely be a step in the right direction. But uh, thanks everybody for getting involved on the chat section. It's always uh, good value to to dig into the chat um, and see all the internal conversations that go on between a lot of the regulars as well, thanks for joining us on Facebook and LinkedIn YouTube, Twitch and, and Twitter if you're watching on YouTube if you're not, get onto YouTube and subscribe um, as we are putting out uh, content every single day we'll in Manchester tomorrow filming some brand new content so watch this space it should be on the channel within a week or so thanks everybody for getting involved and thank you to Tony Haggerty and Amy Canavan for joining me on A Celtic State of Mind